Hey, you guys, I just wanted to reach out today and do a little bonus content. I have been so overwhelmed with the spirit today. It's Sunday and it's the Sabbath day. It's my day off. And uh, this morning, my husband and I, we did the Come Follow Me program. And it was just such a wonderful experience, too. It's always so good to be able to sit down and do that over breakfast together and invite the spirit to the home and really focus on making our home a refuge from the world. When we were done and I was cleaning up the kitchen, I just so happened to walk through our main living space and was looking out our back door, and I just couldn't help but be so grateful and thankful and to feel the Savior's love for me and my Heavenly Father's love for me as they have truly given us our little slice of heaven here on earth. You know, being married a few times, I have had to start over twice, most recently in my late 30s. And I had worked very hard in my second um, marriage or my second life before I had met my husband. I had actually purchased a home. I wanted my kids to have a home where they didn't have to constantly move and jump from one place to another or different schools. And so I had worked my little tush off to get a home for us. And then, of course, inevitably had to put money into the house because it was a rental and needed a lot of TLC. And then I had met my second husband and I had told him when we got married that um, I needed the house to be separate. It was my stability that I was providing for myself and the kids. I wanted to retire there. I wanted to raise my grandchildren there. And I didn't want to have to worry about losing that home just because I chose to get married again. And he had agreed. But of course, in my naivete, I had not gotten anything in writing. So when I had left him, I had to let go of the house because he would not leave. And that was so heartbreaking for me. I had worked so hard and put so much money into the house to make it the little a dream home that I wanted my boys to be able to be raised in. And uh, thankfully, my boys, I had waited until my oldest was out of high school. My youngest was um, in his senior year when I had left my second husband. And um, I had, at that point, met Jed and come to Ventura. Now, when I met Jed, he was living here in Ventura in a one-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment. And you know what? I loved it. It kept us close together. Um, you know, I'm a nester. I love to decorate. I love to do things. I love to move furniture around. And uh, so I did that. He allowed me to do it. He loved it. He liked, he liked all the little female, you know, changes that I made. And it truly was a little home for us. I know when my boys came to visit us, they loved it there too. But it was small. And you know what? I look back on that now and it's like we were just so happy living in that one bedroom, one bathroom. Uh, eventually, I think within a year, we had moved into a two-bedroom, two-bathroom because my youngest had graduated from high school and wanted to come live with us. And so, you know, I was very grateful to get into a bigger apartment. And it was a very nice apartment with a balcony. It was a fantastic view. I mean, Ventura is just gorgeous. Um, but as we continued to live there, you know, I remember Judd and I having a lot of conversations about how much we wished to have a home and a yard and a place that we could call our own uh, and not be so close to our neighbors, have some space. So I want to say a year or two went by and his dad lives about 45 minutes away from us and he lives alone and he had wanted to move in with us. So we ended up having him come to Ventura, but at the time we were looking for rentals. So we were looking at condos, duplexes, th things of that nature. But I had noticed very quickly that if we wanted to move out, that it was going to be cheaper to buy. 
So I had gone to my friend in my ward who is a realtor and she had told me exactly what I thought that if we had purchased a home, it would be cheaper than renting. And sure enough, through our research, I, you know, I noticed very quickly that if we had purchased a home, that we could save a lot of money, invest in a home and not have to do rentals anymore. So I had reached out to my father-in-law and talked it over with him and he decided that he would like to check it out. So uh, we found out that veterans and my father-in-law is a veteran could get a home loan with a very low interest rate with no down payment, which was huge for us. Jed and I looking into homes ourselves, even though he's a teacher, we would still have to come up with anywhere from 15 to 20% down. Now in Ventura, the median household to, you know, the house to purchase is about a half million dollars in a good neighborhood. And so we knew that was going to be quite a chunk of money. And so we just didn't really have any hope that we could do that. But with his dad, we were able to purchase a home and um, do so without any money down. So we started to look at homes. Now, I was out of town at that time, and I was visiting a family, and I had gotten an email about this house. It was a three-bedroom, one-bath house, and I immediately rolled it out because I didn't want to live somewhere with only one bathroom. Being a girl, and I was raised with boys, I knew that I wanted my own bathroom. So when I had gotten back into town, and it was probably about 4.30, it was on a Thursday, I remember this vividly. I had walked into the apartment, I'd seen Jed, and he says, hey, let's go look at that house. I was appeasing him. I knew I didn't want the house, I don't want to live somewhere with one bathroom, and, uh, but you know, he wanted to look at it, so I thought, sure, okay, let's go look at it. So we came to the house, we pulled, we drove into the driveway. And, you know, I was not knocked off my feet whatsoever. Um, but we walked on the side of the house, went through the gate, walked on the side of the house, came into the backyard. It was all fenced in. And, uh, I mean, it was just a mess. It had been a rental. And the uh, ivy from the barranca in the backyard, now the barranca is a natural ravine, had taken over the fence that separated the two homes. And it was just like a 10 foot thick wall of Ivy. And it was just, there was just stuff everywhere. And it was just so run down that I was just, I really knew that this house was going to need a lot of money and TLC. So as we were looking at the back fence, I noticed there was a, this gate. We walk over to the gate. I open it and we see this beautiful barranca. I, I couldn't believe that they had fenced in. You couldn't even see it, you know, because the fence was there. And I just took my breath away. We literally had the Amazon jungle right in front of us. And on the other side of it is this beautiful park. And they play softball and baseball there all the time. It's just wonderful family, little kid noises, the sound of the bat hitting the ball, you know, everybody cheering as they run around the bases. It's just, it's a really, really sweet, heavenly environment. But as I turned around and looked at this house, I just thought this is just too much. Now being a prior homeowner and, you know, renting homes, I know how much work it can be. And I was just at a point in my life where it's just, I don't really have time for all of this. So I walked over to Jed and I said, you know, are you sure, like, this this is really something that you're interested in. And he was just so excited. 
And he says, let's call my dad. Let's call my dad, have him come down and look at the house. So we waited for his dad to drive to us. It was about 45 minutes. And, um, you know, he came in through the side, came into the backyard. We walked him through, showed him everything. We were looking through uh, the windows in the house. And um, I left John and Jed to talk amongst themselves. And I was walking on the side of the house, walking back to the front of the house. And before I could get to the gate, I had this stunning spiritual experience where I felt very strongly the spirit of God with me and that this is our home. I felt that this is our place. This is our home and this is where we are meant to be. And it was so overwhelming. It was, I mean, such a great impression that I turned around and walked over to uh, my husband and father-in-law. And by the time I had got reached them, I looked at Judd and I could tell that he too had this experience. And he was like, I know this is the house. And he said that. And then his dad said, let us, let us, you know, let's put an offer in the house. I couldn't believe it. I, my mouth, I mean, my jaw just dropped. I could not believe that everything was moving so quickly. And so we did, we put an offer on the house. There were four other offers. So we had to go to battle a little bit there, but we won and uh, we moved into the house and we quickly within the first couple of years had to put a lot of money into the house. It was built in the fifties and it needed a lot of care. A lot of things had to be replaced, but you know what? It wasn't touched. It was not renovated. There was no funky things done to it. So we got to make it ours and we got to do the things that we wanted the house, you know, to be such as the flooring and the countertops and things like that. And we had to replace all of the plumbing, et cetera. I mean, it was a huge deal. This was not, you know, oh, you buy a house and you live happily ever after. It was, we bought this house and we had to continue to work on it and put a lot of money into it. Now I have a wonderful, wonderful, good friend that I met in church and she's excellent at coming in and really just cleaning things up so that they're ready for like a palace. Her husband's a great handyman. They have been excellent, excellent little angels for us in their service and just the tender loving care that they give to our home. I always tell them, gosh, after they come and they, you know, they work on our house or do whatever they're doing to our house as they help us try to keep it up and, and do work on the home. It always feels like a temple after they leave, you know, after their service and their love. And it truly is love that they give to us in keeping up our little piece of paradise here. And I, so I, I just love them for it. So <clears throat> here we are at this home. And after come follow me this morning, I'm standing by the back door and I'm overlooking the backyard. We've got ranch style fencing so that we could incorporate the barinka and the park into our backyard and the view. And it's just gorgeous. And I'm, I'm just watching that and looking at it. And I just feel so much how much the Savior and my Heavenly Father loves us, how much they love us. And I'm so grateful for this piece of serenity and paradise that they give to us in this beautiful, beautiful city of Ventura, California. I mean, we live literally a couple miles away from the beach with quick access, and it's just gorgeous here. It's just gorgeous. And I feel so lucky. I feel so loved. I feel so cherished by my Heavenly Father and Redeemer, Jesus Christ, who are so omniscient and so loving and so perfect and all wise, all knowing. We must never put our mortal 
boundaries on what the Savior and our Heavenly Father can do for us and how they can bless us. Um, they can do things for us that we would never, ever even imagine, that we could never even create for ourselves. They just have a better imagination than we do. And it really brought me back to a scripture in 2 Nephi chapter 1, verse 20. It says, And he hath and he hath said that, Inasmuch as ye shall keep my commandments, ye shall prosper in the land. And that's the thing, and that's what I really wanted to share and bear testimony of today. The commandments of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, is given to us to bring us back home. They knew we were going to go through the veil of forgetfulness and that we needed to be provided instructions, a path, a guideline to return back home. The commandments are protection for us, and they really are for our happiness and joy. And as we are obedient through that sweet giving that we give of our heart to be so willing to follow and to obey, they are so overjoyed by our choice to choose them, to choose righteousness, to be valiant and virtuous. And they do bless us in marvelous, miraculous ways. I would have never dreamed of living here. I recall the many times that Jed and I would talk about having our own slice of heaven, and we really felt like it was completely out of our reach. Uh, we really wanted a backyard that we could hang out, a place for family and friends to come that could relax and just enjoy and get away from the, the cares of the world. And you know what? When people come over here, that's what they say is how comfortable it is, how it makes them feel as if they're just escaping the world. And you know, that's how I feel when I go to the temple. I feel like it's a piece of heaven and I'm escaping the world. So since we've had Come Follow Me and we've really been focusing on making our homes a gospel-centered, church-supported home, it's so interesting how our home has been converted into a little temple that is fit for our family and the many different lifestyles within this home. Because Jed and I are the only ones that go to church. We're the only ones that are in the gospel. My son that lives here isn't. He's not turned off by it, but he's not engaged in it. And he lives, you know, his life here. And I don't make him feel uncomfortable living here. I use the gospel to love him. To love him, hopefully, into the gospel. But he's respectful of us, so we're respectful of him. And we find our common ground. And I'm grateful for the gospel of Jesus Christ as found in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and how it perfectly provides for every situation and circumstance in the world today. And it does. So why am I doing this bonus content today? Why am I sharing this with you? I want to bear my testimony to all of those who are listening that I know that you are my brothers and sisters, that I know that we come from the family of God. I want to help you, and I am always looking for that help myself, to be edified and uplifted, to be given those little nuggets that you can come across through your days that just give you that extra bit of energy and courage and bravery and strength and humility to keep pushing forward, to continue to persevere, to complete your mission here on earth. 
and to know that God and Christ live, that you are their, their wonderful children, that they love you, that they work so diligently to bring you home. You are what they are focused on. They want you to, to come back. And we need to remember this. And just know that through repentance and obedience, a willing heart, and writing our attitude with God, they can work miracles in your life too. And they can too give you things that you would never ever dreamed of and a life that could be so peaceful and pleasing, so comfortable. It's like putting on a wonderful old shoe that you just are just always so comfortable in and it always feels so good and warm. You know, it's hard to find those situations out in the world. And I just really want to encourage each of you who can hear my voice to do the things that you need to do in your life to warrant the miraculous blessings that Heavenly Father and your Savior have for you to pray and ask what blessings that you should be looking for and seeking for, to know what changes you need to make in your life, what you're doing good and how you can continue to move in those directions and be a blessing to those around you, to look beyond yourself and doing the service that Christ does through each of us as we willingly give our hearts over to him. And I just want you to know how much I love you. We can do this. We can complete this mission and we can go home and we can all live together once again and be with our families, be with our Heavenly Father and our Savior, and be with our Heavenly Mother. This gospel is beautiful. Obedience, I know, can be a challenge living in a world that is so contrary to everything that Christ has to offer. But I want you to know that I know that is so, so very much worth it. So you guys hang in there, you keep pushing, you keep trudging, keep recognizing your blessings. I love the song, count your blessings, name them one by one. Realize what God has done. Let us always see his hand in, his, in our lives and have a willing heart to find and do the things that we need to do to bring us back home, that we too can return and live with our families, and be a blessing to them as well. I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.